What Pro Bowl tight end might be looking for his third team in three years? How big a role will Lamar Jackson play on fantasy title winners next season? And we play a Would You Rather with Jimmy Garoppolo. Plus, the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship $30,000 runner-up Marty Kaufman joins us to talk about what NFC North receiver he put a lot of stock in in 2018, where Adam Humphrey's fantasy value lies this upcoming season, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he wrote. Me and you tonight, we're going to make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease But one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic Broadcast live and heard around the world You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour Presented by MyFFPC.com With your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Shot for the head, he shot back, but he missed up. Looked around good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway station. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked an old man down and swore Thanks a lot, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all of you Balkaholics and Gerzakin addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, presented right here by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above-average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is indeed the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll give you the latest on the Antonio Brown saga. We'll talk about Cam Newton's Thursday shoulder surgery and 2018 Football Guys Players Championship $30,000 runner-up. Marty Kaufman dishes on how he built his team and what he's about to spend that thirty grand on and much more. Shout-out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you all might have in there. At, excuse me, at HSFF Hour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak on Twitter, Facebook.com slash HSFF Hour, 347-426-3682-347, Game Oba. If you want to give us a call and chat tonight, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com is the email box that our producer, mutual friend Rob, and our audio engineer, Bryce, will be checking tonight. And we'll do our best to get to all of your tweets, questions, emails, in the fantasy feedback segment coming up uh, later on in the show. Dave, how is it going with you tonight as we uh, – we have a football game this weekend, but um, not very excited for it. Yeah, I'm doing great, and yeah, there's not really a football game. You even going to watch a Pro Bowl? I was watching the uh, dodgeball stuff they were doing earlier on. This, they, had this, they had the skills competition this yeah, week. Yeah, whatever. That was kind of fun. Devontae Adams has quite an arm on him. Did you see that toss? No, I missed it. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Aaron Rodgers ever goes down, look out to Sean Kaiser. <laughs> you know, uh, Rodgers probably will go down next year like usual. For a few do you think so? Yeah, he's trying to do that now. We, we had a, I'm not going to tell everybody where you can listen, but on my afternoon talk show today, one of the things we brought up was should the Packers draft the quarterback this year, given that there's only Deshaun Kaiser behind Aaron Rodgers and then uh, uh, the other kid, Tim Boyle, behind him. You think they should invest in draft pick in a, in a quarterback this season? You know, if they find someone they like in the third or fourth round, maybe as a developmental person, I, would, I, I think that could work if it's a good value. Otherwise, they definitely need to improve the backup position, though. They, they're not where they need to be. You don't like Kaiser. I don't. Yeah, I think 
And granted, he was rushing to action too early, but I just don't think he's shown much as to be an NFL-ready quarterback. Right. I mean, you definitely don't want him to be running, you know, running your team for three, four games. No, you don't. And, uh, as has been shown. Yes. And, and clearly, he is not a guy that you would want on your dynasty team as well. And if you feel strongly about that, check out the Dynasty Orphans at MyFFPC.com. Plenty of them out there to pick from. I saw some new ones got listed today, some really good ones got listed uh, today uh, as well. And remember, you know, a lot of people, I, I say this every year, there's a misnomer out there that, that these teams are all terrible. And, you know, people leave dynasty leagues for a variety of reasons. You know, it's, they're, they're trying to pare down their teams. They get married. They have a kid. Um, stuff in their work life picks up and, and, and so on and so forth. So there's plenty of good teams out there. They're, they're not some really good ones. There are, there's some, there's good prices too, actually. Yeah, and, and they're ones that are loaded for bear right away in 2019. So the winning starts today at myffpc.com. Check out those Dynasty Orphans right now. Let's get into uh, tonight's guest, Dave, here. Uh, he's been playing fantasy football now for about 20 years. Only in the last five did he start joining leagues in the FFPC. He played in his first two Main events this past season coming in second and third. One team finishing in the top 50 overall. Says he hopes to make it to Vegas this season for his first live main event draft. And he'll have the funds to do so after cashing $30,000 for his second place finish overall in the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship. Please welcome onto the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. It is Marty Kaufman. Marty, congratulations and thanks for joining us tonight. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Great. Doing very well. Are you all excited for the Pro Bowl this weekend, Marty? <laughs> no, no. I usually I stopped watching that probably twenty some years ago. I don't I don't get into that anymore. It's not a yeah. Neither do I. I. No, no. And it's uh, you know, and my whole thing is like you know, especially as as Dynasty has picked up over the last decade or so, and you have a vested interest in a lot of these players. Man, I just don't want them to get hurt. I think about that Robert Edwards uh, beach yeah, volleyball yeah, entry at the Pro Bowl. Oh. That was that brutal. Was volleyball? Uh, no, I, think, I think it actually was flag football. I think it was. Was it flag football? I, it could have been. I remember it was on the sand and on the on the beach. Yeah, something like that. I do remember that. It was. Um, it was crazy. That and and that stunk because it's coming off a really promising uh, rookie year. So hopefully, fingers crossed, everybody makes it through the Pro Bowl healthy, and we can get excited to talk about the Super Bowl next week. Dave, go ahead. The line is a pickem at fifty-four and a half. Now it's interesting about that. I like the over. I, I like the over for sure. Right. And um, the NFC was a one-point favorite. I think they opened as a one-point favorite, and now it's a pickem, huh? Yes, moved. Actually, officially it opened as a two. It was at one for a while, and now it's a pick. You know, I saw Denzel Ward. Actually, at sixty was the total it opened at. Wow, that's plummeted. Wow. Uh, I saw Denzel Ward, Dave, the Brown stud cornerback, uh, is out of concussion protocol. He's been cleared to play, and then that <laughs> dropped the line of points. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's interesting stuff uh, for anybody, uh, any of you who are looking for some action on the game this weekend. Uh, let's get into uh, talking with Marty here. Marty, uh, tell us when, you, when you're not enjoying fantasy football, what are you doing for a living? I, uh, I work in an accounting department for an insurance company. I'm, uh, I'm kind of a... IT programmer for uh, for the department. I uh, do a lot of uh, data research, so I'm dealing with a lot of number crunching, which which uh, lends itself to this game a little bit, I guess. So uh, go ahead, Dave. Oh, so, Marty, I have to ask you a question. So, how many people are in your office that you're in? Total? Uh, well, my department. Yeah, like in your little general. general. Yeah. Oh, about twenty-five. So- 25. 25 so, I mean, so, when, so you're probably the most IT savvy guy. So if someone all of a sudden is like, 
Oh, uh, Marty, my Excel won't open. Will they come and be like, will they bother you? And will you be like, you know, you know, piss off. I don't want to talk to you. I'm working here. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I try to be nice about it, but, you know, I'm sure some of my coworkers listen to me right now. I don't want to say anything about <laughs> oh, that. Oh, sorry. Man. Right, very good. No, I got it. Well, listen, what? Well, the question. No, no, we'll edit that out in post. But that's uh, we'll we'll figure that. Yeah, out. Right. No, well, I, sometimes I do. I ha- I have in the past. I, I don't know if I'll edit that out. But well, that, I'm the I'm the guy who's Excel never open, so I apologize for all the, all the, the idiots like myself out there. Shifting focus to the no, football no, guys no, players championship. Oh, good. <laughs> all right. Anyway, talking football. Congrats. Thirty thousand bucks. Uh, we wish the second place prizes higher. I'm sure you do as well. Uh, maybe it will grow soon, but immediately after you drafted this team, what did you think of it, and how uh, how did your draft strategy play out overall as you drafted the team? This this one went, you know, I try to do the same thing each draft. I don't try to, like, do anything crazy to, you know, get away from what I want to do, and this one went pretty much the plan. Uh, looking back, I'm looking at the draft board now, and, uh, you know, I got I got the guy I wanted in the first round, the one that's going to, I thought least likely to be a bust. Um, so, you know, a good friend of mine says you can't you can't uh, win the league in the first round, but you can lose it. And I, I tried not to do that. So, I, I, you know, I got I got good receivers that I wanted. I like those guys, and the, I, I really think the tight end's important with your structure. So, I got I got two that I was comfortable with. Um, and I wait. I waited for the quarterback because I like to just let everybody else decide who my quarterback's going to be. I don't want to draft him too early. So, uh, Bucky, do we do we have a team here? Oh, I can pull it up. Yeah, I can definitely let's, pull it up. Or let's run through your starters at least so we all know. Well, that. I mean, just just Marty, go ahead and finish the question, uh, and and I'll, I'll I'll run through the team in a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my my favorite pick was Robert Woods. I got him in the ninth round. I took him in like six or seven leagues, and everybody wants the hot name Brandon Cooks or Cooper Cup, but I went with Woods because I got him two or three rounds later, and you know ends up working out. Things like that. I was I was happy with getting him. Ironically, I was really happy getting Marquise Goodwin, which ended up being nothing, uh, and uh, Geronimo Allison, same thing. But he was much later picked, so it didn't really hurt me. But overall, you know, I just got lucky in, in hindsight. Marty, let me ask let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this about in regards to something you said about, you know, you can't win your draft in the first round, but you can lose it. Do you feel like you're, you're most risk adverse uh, in the first round and then as the draft goes on, you gradually take bigger and bigger chances or you're willing to at least take bigger and bigger mm-hmm. chances as the draft goes on? Has that typically been your draft strategy? I try to – honestly, I try to avoid – as many question marks as possible. Uh, you know, I, I didn't take Le'Veon Bell in any league this year. I I, I don't take, um, I don't know, who else? Uh, Josh Gordon? Yeah, I don't know. Josh Gordon? Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't take Josh Gordon. <laughs> I, uh, I won't take him ever again, I guess, either. But, um, no, I, 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 I like to just go maybe one flyer, at, you know, maybe two. But I don't. I don't. I just try to figure out what's most likely that's going to happen, and not try to, you know, outthink myself. But um, like in this draft, it didn't work out. But you see, I took Marcus Mercy in 
like the 18th round. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I've got well, rid of him pretty quickly, I think. Those are the darts you got to throw, though, obviously, um, you know, late in the round or late in the draft. That makes a lot of sense. Dave, here is the, the week 16 lineup for, for Marty's, right. uh, Marty's team here. So Quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, at running back, it was Kamara, Mixon, and Chris Carson. Uh, wide receivers were Robert Woods, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Evan Ingram at tight end, Badgley, and uh, the Patriots defense. So there you go. So Carson was a definitely a nice waiver we had. For well, no, Car- Carson was drafted. Yeah, Carson was drafted. Oh, yeah, not a, not a waiver yeah, Marty took him at the 704. He was going like the seven, six, seven round, seven, 704 in this draft, right after. Right. I think the Mike Davis is the guy that always got picked Right, up. yeah. This was um, right between Marquise Goodwin and Isaiah Crowell. So it was uh, sort of like it. He was the true uh, uh, star of that sandwich, I would say, uh, in this draft. Talking with Marty Kaufman, the $30,000 uh, runner-up in the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship. Marty, at, at let's say, I, we just mentioned him, Devontae Adams at the 209. That was your pick there. It was obviously a great one this past season. You know, I look at some of the other receivers that were on the board, and I look at, you know, players that were going ahead of Devontae Adams in some of these drafts, and they included guys that you passed on. A.J. Green, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill. I mean, outside of Tyreek Hill, I think you're really thrilled at the Adams pick right there. I'm just curious, what separated Devontae Adams uh, when, when you drafted this team uh, before the season started? What's, what separated him from the rest of those guys there that you could have gone with that wide out? Um, well, Tyreek Hill, it's interesting with, the, with, with him because I really liked him. But, you know, given the, the structure of this league and the 11-week season, I really was trying to avoid drafting in the early rounds any Chiefs or Rams, which seems kind of silly now, but <laughs> they, they had the bye week in week 12. So I, I wasn't going near Chiefs or Rams in the first few rounds just because of that bye week. Cause I wasn't planning on winning $30,000. I just wanted to win my league, the individual one. And I didn't think I could do it with top guys on bye week in week 12. So Tyree kill wasn't even, he wasn't even a consideration. Um, and then Mike Evans, you know, that whole quarterback situation in the beginning of the season, I didn't want no part of. That's an again, it's like one of those question marks. I don't want to deal with a question mark in the second round. So, um, and AJ Green, you know, he's, 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 he's been good every year, but I, my gut just told me to go with Adams, especially because I just, I tried to get him as much as I could, actually. I got him much earlier in a couple other ones. But Aaron Rodgers coming back off an injury, and that's his number one receiver. I, I I thought that was good motivation. My heart almost dropped that first game though when Rodgers was on the cart. So right, I thought that was the end of the league. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I, I should mention that. this too, Dave. Um, for for the Football Guys Players Championship, this was Marty's only team in the entire competition, and it finished second overall. For anybody who thinks you got to. That's kind of cool. So you play two main events, you play two main two events, main, two and, main one events and, and one of football guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so good on you on on that. And and I think like too, Adams. We we look at where he is he is going to be drafted this upcoming season. Uh, certainly higher than he he went last year. And I can tell you with the we have 15 drafts. I think our 15th draft is off and running right now. Uh, myffpc.com for the uh, 2019 best ball season. Devontae Adams ha- already has an ADP of 111, so he's been going in the first round yeah. of drafts right now as the uh, third receiver off the How board. How cool is that, though? We have, an a- we have an ADP, a real one. Yeah, real, real ADP here on yeah, January 25th. Dave, can you guess the two receivers that are going ahead of Adams in drafts right now? Uh, Hopkins? Correct. 
Hopkins uh, and, going at the 106. And Cooper Cup. No. Uh, good <laughs> guess, though. Good guess. It was. It's not DJ Moore, either. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. My so, two guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, I'm not. I'm not drawing a little bit of blame. Uh, this guy went. He made a deep playoff run with his team. I believe he led the NFL not only in catches, but in also receiving yardage this year. Maybe not receiving yardage, but I know Maybe. he no, uh, he's an NFC player that uh, lost this past weekend in controversial fashion. Uh, oh, yeah, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas uh, going yeah, at, the days, one, at the 110. So there you go. Then And Adam's going off at, at the 111 uh, on this. Uh, so, Marty, let me, let me ask you Yeah, go ahead. As, as I interrupt you, as always. No, that's fine. Go ahead. So, Marty, would, so now at week 12, will you, uh, are you rethinking that now? You know, let's say there's a couple other pretty solid teams, and as the NFLs want to do, they'll put them on by in week 12. Um, will you, are you rethinking that idea of not drafting those players, or what do you think? Well, you know, who would have thought the Chiefs would have been the way they were this year, you know? <laughs> so I, I'd probably have to rethink it, but knowing how, I, knowing how I think, I'd probably default to playing it safe. And, uh, and, and, and I think, and, and what I'm getting from you on this, Marty, is like you're willing to, to take that risk, but it's got to be like heavily on the, fa- uh, on the side of the most elite offense, or at least at, at a minimum, one of the most elite offenses in the NFL for you to take any risk with grabbing those guys right. early on in your draft, right? Yeah, and you know what happens. You, you think you know this, this offense is going to be elite, and, and, and it never does, never is when you think that. It's always out of left field. Right, you know? yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, I, uh, I try to go against sense. what everybody else thinks, put it that way. <laughs> um, well, you got to go with your personality and, your, and who you are. So let's just say you had drafted Tyreek Hill. One player that you picked up as a, a free agent is Adam Humphreys. You could have started him in week 12. Um, he was a really nice value, of, especially mid-year. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. There you go. So, you know, he finished really strong. Do you, do you see any – he's a free agent. Do you see any team giving him a, a pretty big contract? He's more of a slot receiver, but he played really well. What do you think about uh, Humphreys for this coming season? Yeah, I I, I think between him and uh, uh, Cole Beasley in Dallas, they're, I think they're both free agents, right? Um, both the same Correct. kind of receiver. I uh, It would be interesting to see which one goes first because I, if, if anybody's going to pay him, it's going to be – Probably the skins, right? I mean, that guy overpays everybody, and they I don't, I don't <laughs> even know who their number one. I don't even know who their number one receiver is right now. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they do either. Really. Yeah, so they have quarterback yeah. or quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble for sure. But yeah, I, I could I could see him going to Redskins. Maybe the Niners. Uh, isn't uh the Antonio Brown wants to go to the Niners? I think. They might need a receiver. It certainly seems, yeah, it certainly seems that that way. Given his, uh, and we're, we'll get into that later on in the show. But um, yeah, given his latest Instagram post, it certainly seems like Brown wants to be a San Francisco 49er uh, next season. Uh, no question. But yeah, I, I think Adam Humphreys is going to be interesting, Cole, and Cole Beasley in free agency uh, to see where they go. Uh, and I think they're going to have fantasy value no matter where they go. I'm just curious, Marty. When, when you, when I know you were trying to just win your individual league in, in the FPC. And you never seriously thought that, that this team would, would be in contention for the 250 grand. But at some point during the season, you had to start thinking like, and maybe it was later, maybe it was the championship round. You obviously had three great weeks in the championship round and and moved up more than a thousand spots to get second place uh, overall. 
at what point did did you start thinking like, hey, look out? I mean, this this team might be able to get all the way to the mountain tap here. Yeah, I, going into going, I had to win my league to to, to get there first. It was uh, I was in third place, so I had to actually win it to get in. And uh, when I got oh, in, I think I was. Excuse me, sorry. I said that's fantastic. Actually, you had to win your league just to get in. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I was, I had to get lucky there, and then, and then I was in 1170th place when I, entering the, uh, you know, the championship round. And week 14, was, was the week that the Rams played Chicago, and everybody in front of me had Todd Gurley, you know. And he did nothing, and I moved up 950 <laughs> spots. And that, and uh, at that point, what, I was I was like, yeah. okay, I just wanted to cash. To be honest <laughs> with you, I, all I wanted to do was cash top 600 or something, and I'd be happy. Yeah, but I moved up to like 200 place. membership. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I, I got, <laughs> and, and it was in 200th place going into week 15. I was like, okay, I can, you know, maybe maybe something can happen here. And then week 15, everybody in front of me had Saquon Barkley, and he and he went into the toilet that week. And then, you know, that was when I really started thinking, okay, I I, I can really make a run of some serious money here. So hey Marty, was, can I interrupt, interrupt you for one second? Yeah. Are you telling me that? Are you telling me that Saquon Barkley, the second coming of the best running back of all time, oh boy. had had a bad game? <laughs> are you talking? <laughs> yeah. He that's the perfect Marty, time. Come on. On Twitter, I, I'm reading on Twitter. Saquon right. Barkley does not have bad games. He's the best running back of all time. He will be forever. Here's this has been. Now, well, people can't see this right now, but I'm, I'm getting out my lasso to rein in Dave Dave Gerzak on on this that Saquon I Barkley. Didn't, I didn't know Saquon Barkley had games under 10 fantasy points in PPR, but I guess he did. Okay, go ahead, Marty. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead with week six. You're making the good no, point, no. Marty, about him having a bad game at the right time for you, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, I, I, no, I'm a Giants fan, so I wasn't, you know, it was kind of like good and bad, but I, I would take Saquon Barkley right now. I'm curious, is he going number one overall in, the, in these drafts? That's an interesting question, Marty, and I can tell you the ADP for Saquon Barkley right now in FFPC drafts, according to the 15 drafts he's been selected in, his ADP is the 101. He has gone as yeah. late as the 102, but he is uh, he is usually going first overall ahead of uh, one Todd Gurley is going at the 102 on average. We don't so, know who Saquon is a quarterback. So you we don't. We don't. Know, but quite frankly, did it matter this year? Well, it mattered a little bit. Uh, Maybe it's going to be uh, Deshaun Kaiser next year. <laughs> that would be yeah. fun. That would be hilarious. <laughs> be anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry I totally digressed and wasted this interview time on Barkley. He's a great player. Uh, he's, uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's really good. I, I love Saquon Barkley. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't we all? But now, I guess, yeah, after this first, you know, the first week or two in the championship, uh, it kept growing and growing. I, I kept, I think I got 170-something points week 14 and then week 15 and then I'm like, okay, now I got to get really lucky. And I had a 200 point week. I don't know how it happened, but yeah. it just seemed like the gods, <laughs> everything was aligned. So, Marty, you know, Marty, I appreciate yeah. it. he's very modest. He said he's been lucky a number of times. I, I, you know, 
there is some luck to it, but you drafted a very good team. And you were very skillful. You can only get lucky started. so often before, exactly. like, okay. You know, there, there, there was some research preparation that was done in here, and, and this is the reason, a big which, reason for the success. Right, which leads into my next question. So you, you won $30,000, and what was the reaction of family and friends when you, being so modest, you walked up and you said, hey, I'm the boss. I won thirty grand." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody was really happy for me. You know, I had a lot, I had a lot of people say, get the hell out of here. You know, you believe me at first, but, you know, it's my, I think my mom was the happiest. <laughs> she was really excited for me. I but, always uh, knew you were about yeah, something, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, my, you know, all season long, it's ups and downs. My girlfriend's like, just, you know, she's not really a football person, but she's like, you know, just let, let me know what happens in the end, you know? And then finally, I was yeah. like, look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. I think now you got to watch uh, the deal. Uh, is she's got she's to gotta watch it with me next year. Ah, they get bringing it together. That's, she, that she, could ruin the relationship, Marty. I'm not sure if I could buy it. Or, or have her get her own <laughs> yeah, FCC right. team next year. Have, have her draft in the football guys' competition. You guys can duel it out again week 16. Just keep you guys together yeah. instead of worrying about watching football. No, no, no. Football brings people together. <laughs> Marty Kaufman, the runner-up in the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship, joining us tonight here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. I'm Eric Balkman. He's Dave Gerzak. I'm curious, uh, Marty, can you tell us what you did that final weekend of fantasy football, you know, week 16, you'd moved up uh, basically after week 14, you moved up again after week 15. Uh, when everything was on the board, you know, and, and you had the opportunity to make a run and, and, and uh, do some damage at the big week, how were you spending that final weekend? Was it at home by yourself? Were you watching games with friends? Were you watching games at all because you were too nervous to see what would happen? How did you spend that last weekend? Yeah, I, you know, I'm a little superstitious. I do the same thing every week. And I, I mean, I was at home, you know, with girlfriend, the dog, and, you know, the 1 o'clock games. Well, first, I think it was the Saturday games that right. I, 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 was, I was struggling on the kicker, and the kicker got me, like, four points or something. And I'm like, oh, well, there goes that. <laughs> you know, I, didn't even, I already wrote it off after Saturday. <laughs> That's and annoying, then, right? The one that, yeah, in the one o'clock games, I had Joe Mixon. I remember, and he uh, he didn't he didn't really do anything that week. So I was, right. I was like, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. And then I don't know. I remember it being like around dinner time, like second half of the games, four o'clock games. And when I sat down to eat, I was maybe like an 80th something place. And then I'm watching Red Zone, you know, and here comes Roethlisberger throwing his Schuster all over the place and. So I got both of them. Kamara scoring, and then, and then when Robert Woods caught that bomb, <laughs> I'm eating dinner, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, what place am I in?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was, uh, in my head, I'm like, "I can't wait to finish so I can see what place." And I was in sixth place. When I gotta go to the bathroom. Did you go to the bathroom? Yeah, I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to like give myself. You know, I didn't want to jinx myself, so I just wanted to do what I normally do. <laughs> And then I was in sixth place after that. And then that night was Seattle versus Kansas City. I had Chris Carson. And he, uh, you know, he scored twice, you know. And that second one, I, 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 was, I needed that second one because the guy behind me had Philip Lindsay. And I needed oh. some, some breathing room. And he put me up. It was about 13 points heading into Monday night. And here I'm telling you know, I'm telling my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm like, I'm in second I'm in second place right now 
and there's a few guys that can catch me possibly. One guy had Jared Cook, another guy had, and two other guys had Lindsey. So I was like, the worst I can do is like fifth place, like ten grand. I was like, and still she was a little, you know, like, yeah, let me see when it, when, it, when it's over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I uh, I spent, you know, it was Christmas Eve December, uh, last week. That Monday night game was Christmas Eve, if you remember. Right. And yeah. I spent. I spent half a day trying to figure out how to hedge, how to he- how to get a prop bet in to hedge against Lindsay. You know, <laughs> I was up by thirteen, and I'm going through, uh, and, I, and it just wasn't it just wasn't available. I was trying to fanduel, and it just it you know I could I could have lost both ways if I would have done it. And uh, right, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> in that fourth quarter, I was up. I kept going up back upstairs and downstairs, giving her updates, and and. When 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 he he was they were at like the 15 yard line or something, when uh, his hand got bent back. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, <laughs> right. oh yeah, his yeah. hand got bent back, <laughs> and he left. He went to the sideline, and like I'm just, I was, and they were like, oh, he's gonna come back in the game, but then went to commercial <laughs> break and came back. They're like, oh, just been ruled out, and that's when I just went nuts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I hope he dies. <laughs> no, I mean, I was like, it's only his hand. Oh, well. Right. It's his hand. Plus, you don't want Not him to die, deal. Dave. That thins out the pool for next year's draft, That's too. You don't, you don't want that. That's <laughs> compelling stuff. That Wow. What a, what a weekend. What, a story, yeah, man. what a way to watch that, that final Monday night game. That's, that's really good. Uh, a couple of emails here uh, that came in for you, uh, Marty. First one's from Dan in Laurel Springs, New Jersey. Uh, he writes, two-part question, Marty. Do you think the Eagles running back to own in 2019 is on the roster there currently? And do you think he'll be a fantasy difference maker this upcoming season? Nice job in the FPC. That is Dan in Laurel Springs, New Jersey. Eagles running back has been uh, kind of a discussion pretty much, I would say, since they won the Super Bowl. I mean, it seemed like they had a lot of success using a running back by committee. Obviously, they got deep into the playoffs again this year with that Kind of that same strategy. How, how do you look at this uh, situation, the, the Philadelphia running back? You think they add somebody significant this offseason? And whoever the guy is, Marty, is is he a guy that, that's going to matter for fantasy as far as getting him on your team? Uh, I, I would say that he's not on the roster right now. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I you know, I'm, like I told you, I'm a Giants fan, so <laughs> – I, uh, I I respect the Eagles. They do. They're they're a good team. Uh, and yeah, the starting running back will probably be relevant. You know, I uh, I don't usually draft too many Eagles, but you know, I may have to think twice next year if they get somebody that's you know decent. You know, got a couple guys out there that are that are heavy hitters. Who knows where they're going to end up. Kareem Hunt and yeah, uh, no, I'd, Bell. Le'Veon Bell, absolutely. Hunt and Bell will be will be watching to see where they land next season because they will be significant players in fantasy drafts, no question. Jay in Portland, California, what's the ceiling for David Njoku next year? Any chance he finishes in the top five amongst tight ends? Thank you for the email, Jay. And by the way, thank you for the email, Dan in Laurel Springs, New Jersey as well. But uh, Jay wants to know, David Njoku, is top five uh, being a little crazy or uh, could he do it in 2019, Marty? I'd say top ten. To be honest with you, I mean, um, 
with a quarterback now a year under his belt, I could easily, I could, yeah, I could see top ten, but top five is kind of tough, right? I mean, there's some good tight ends out there. A lot of them got hurt this year, but I, uh, I think top five is probably stretching it. Dave, do you think top five is is a possibility? Yeah, (laughs) he is a Brown. Dave, (laughs) do you think uh, top five is is crazy for a joke? I think top ten is is certainly doable. Might even be uh, better than 50% chance he finishes in the top ten. What about top five, though? I think it's possible. I think think top ten is very likely, actually. Yeah, I do, too. Because I I truly do believe it's very rare that tight ends break out early Ingram did as as a rookie. But it just... Usually it really still is the third year for tight end, and this, is, this will be a joke who's third year. He's super, he was a super young player. I think he was only 20 when he came into the league. Mayfield's going to be better. Uh, you know, what do they have at you know, receiver position? They have Callaway coming on. Landry. Landry. And Landry, of right. course. Um, I, I think that Njoku will be a vital part of the team. I think he will actually. I think he might be. I put him probably in the 6, 7, 8 range right now with yeah. a shot at top five. That's where you would draft him is, 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 is you know, what you're saying here? Yeah, just off the cuff. Yeah, I have no idea where he's actually going at this point, but you might. I Not only do I, Dave, I can tell you he is the number eight tight end off the board going at the 510 in FFPC draft. Yeah, so he finishes top five, and he's a, he was a really nice value at the 510. Let me ask you this. Who would you rather take next year? David Are you asking uh, Marty here? Or you I'll ask both of you guys. Right. Uh, Dave, Marty first. Okay, Marty goes first. Who would you rather have? Because these guys are going within picks of each other on ADP and FFPC drafts. David Njoku or Eric Ebron in 2019? Probably Njoku. Because Jack Doyle. Njoku, Dave, do you agree? Yeah, I agree with Marty exactly. I, you, know, you have to deal with Jack Doyle. Ebron was a little fluky on those touchdowns, but boy, oh boy, did he catch a ton of them. He got a lot. He got a lot, for um, sure. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a really, he's an improved player having left the Lions. I'll give that. But I will, I'll go with, to, I'll go with uh, Njoku on this one. I'm with both of you guys on this for sure. I am, uh, I am taking uh, David Njoku, uh, no question, over Eric Ebron. Um, Marty, I, I know it's early. Uh, obviously, we, we talked about it. We have 15 drafts uh, that, that have gone off so far uh, this season for the FFPC. Uh, can you give us a guy that, that you think is going to be going uh, in the early rounds next season that will not be on your team? And then, uh, conversely, a, a guy that many people will not be drafting early that is going to be flying underneath the radar, a guy that maybe in the later rounds that you'd like drafting? Um, well, I'll tell you for sure that in the early rounds – I won't. I, I next year I won't have Mahomes on any of my teams. I guarantee you that. Yep. He, he'll be overdrafted all over the place for sure. Um, and I wait on quarterbacks anyway. But I know, you know, what he had 50 touchdowns this year. I only remember. Um, he did. But he'll 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 be going. Pro- probably not in his main event drafts though. I'd imagine. That, that was that was a lot different. I noticed. Um, the way everybody drafts. But uh, but the other guy, non-quarterback, I was I, I would think is uh, James Conner. I wouldn't I wouldn't. He's he's probably going what late first round, early second in the ones I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, James. Con- I can tell you right now, actually, James Conner is uh, currently the 112 pick on average. So he yeah. is a fringe first round pick. Actually, going one spot behind. His old teammate Le'Veon Bell, who's going at the 111 right that's now. That's great. It's like Le'Veon Bell on any team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's the, he's he yeah. is the first free agent being drafted right now is Le'Veon Bell. So there you have it. You see, I, I probably won't take him either because you don't know. It's just those question marks. How do you have any idea? Yeah. 
people you know, people think they know what coaches are, are thinking and how they're going to game plan. I don't know. Nobody knows, right? I mean, <laughs> otherwise we'd be coaches. Right. Yeah. So, I don't have to ask them the question. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, coach, what are you going to do with Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. Better run left, right, and up the middle yeah. a lot and throw it to him too. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know who the only person you could trust with that was uh, Riverboat Ron. He's like, where do you McCaffrey, you know, an asshole to carries and catches yeah. all, all all season? And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly, exactly what he did. Exactly what he did. Thanks, Riverboat Ron. Sometimes yeah. out of necessity. But but I mean he certainly was the most talented uh, on on that team. Uh, do you have any under the radar guys at all, Marty, in in 2019? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, off off the top of my head, what I was thinking was um, one of his Buffalo receivers, either Zay Jones or, or Foster. I think it was his name, Ruben Foster. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Robert Foster. Robert Foster. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, probably Zay Jones. Well, he's not going to go. People will be afraid to take him, you know, and, and if you can get him in mid-round, eighth, eighth round or so, because what, let me see, I got Robert Woods this year in this league in the ninth round, so something like that, I could see Zay Jones fall into ninth round, and just because he's on Buffalo doesn't mean he's not a good fantasy player, right? But right, it's just yeah. not a flashy, it's just not flashy, it's not a yeah. hot name. Right. Yeah. I and and he's already, we've my team. We, we've, we've seen the worst of him, too. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, that he did come on at the end of the 2018 season. You know, you think Zay Jones, you think, oh, he was a bust. He, he's a, he's a never was, you know. But he's the type of guy that you could get on the cheap this year and uh, on the real cheap this year, and uh, he could pay off big time uh, for sure. I, I like both those calls uh, by you on those Buffalo receivers. So, Marty, to, to finish our interview, we always have one question. Well, we want to know, before I'm going to ask you, though, before I ask you what you're going to do with the, what you're doing with the money, is uh, I will just advocate for coming to the live main event. It's a super fun time. Uh, the party's great. If you get the extra time to stay out on Sunday, you can watch the games on Sunday, and then there's two games on Monday night. It's just it's a super fun week. Even working at, with FFPC, I just have a great time after I get done with the work part. Yeah, that's that's. I was well, just going to say that. I talk to Alex all the time. It's yeah. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we Alex, have to be, I'm going to be honest. Alex, Alex is great, but he's going to give us some speeches. <laughs> so everybody's like, oh, my God. But anyway, go ahead, Marty. You were just saying. Yeah, no, I, I uh, I'm gonna try to make it down there. I, uh, you know, uh, I uh, have to work it around my work schedule. So if my boss is listening. Uh, you got to give me off that week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, exactly. Yeah. Plus, I mean, if you don't like the FFPC stuff, you still Vegas the whole rest. Yeah. Of the oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the Jerry Seinfeld will probably be out there again. Yeah, and, I'm sure. And or uh, Cher or whomever is. Uh, Cardi B just got a residency at the Palms, <laughs> I think. So you get Bodak Yellow fan, you can go check her out for sure. <laughs> Um, I'll and, search the yeah. I mean, so you have 30000 bucks. Are you spending any of it in Vegas, or what do you do with that money if, if we may be so bold as to ask? Uh, well, we, are we not counting taxes? Outside of the Sadly, taxes, uh, I'm assuming we did, we, did, we did send you a 1099. <laughs> right, yeah. So whatever you want to <laughs> call it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I, uh, yeah, you know what? I put I put it away. I, I got some home improvement stuff I want to do. Just bought a house last year, so that money is going to help out getting oh, there. Congratulations! I, you know we went. Uh, thanks. I uh, we went we went like six weeks ago looking for, you know, new see what a gas fireplace would cost, and uh, we're like, oh well, maybe someday. Well, someday's Monday. I'm right. getting it Monday. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this fun. is like this is like Price is Right, like the showcase showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Marty, how much is that gas fireplace? Yeah. Thirty-seven hundred. I'll take it. Yeah. That's and it. he's the winner. Yeah. He's the, he's the winner indeed. 
yeah, I mean, you certainly you have a good head on your shoulders. You know what you're doing here, uh, not only with the money, but you know what you're doing when it comes to playing fantasy football and, and finishing second place in a contest of almost uh, 8,000 teams. I mean, wow, what a what an impressive accomplishment that was. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in Vegas uh, this, this coming September, Marty. I look forward to that. Uh, best of luck to you in draft season this summer. And uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, man. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, you too. Have, have a good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Marty. Marty Coffin, the second-place finisher in the 2018 Football Guys Players Championship, joining the show tonight. Good guy. Good stories. Wow. Oh, that was really fun. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I always forget, you know, what it's the like. The thrill of winning? Yeah, the thrill of winning. I, I just uh, – Let me tell you, I love it, too. Yeah, no, listen, one of, one of these days, man, I'll, I'll plan it. <laughs> you get there again. I'm, I, yeah, I've been saying that the last 10 years. But uh, – but yeah, one of these days I'll, I'll I'll feel better about my team again. Go ahead, sir. I was just gonna say though, in Kentucky. Yeah. Me, you know, Marty's like you know, second out of seven thousand, whatever, seventy eight hundred team. You were actually the top finisher between Kurt Leroy and myself. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought you were saying the top finisher in Kentucky. No, 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 not, not, not between all those players. Yeah. So between our little group of idiots that gets in the minivan or right. whatever. Right. Yep. Down, what did you take, eleven? Uh, I was 11th and I was 20th. It was 20th. by far and away my best Kentucky finish I, I every, 13th, every, ever. I didn't even know that was a place, but I evidently Farrell said they picked the 15th now, yep. which is better than some national contests. Um, but I will say 11th place. Good job. You beat Thank me. You. And uh, well done. I had uh, one of the other um, uh, ancillary leagues. My team was terrible week 16, and I ended up uh, I took third in that, even though I was in contention for first, pretty much. The, it was like the top three teams are very yeah. bunched up, and I had a horrible week 16. Otherwise, I almost won that. And Kurt and I, and I give all the credit to Kurt on this, back-to-back auction champions in Kentucky. Uh, we won that again. We had a very, That was probably our best team we ever put together. We had to deal with a lot of early injuries. And then we had the Cooper Cup loss halfway through the season. So, nice job. Uh, yeah, we, that, that was, I was really proud of that team because of, of how deep it was and, and the adversity that it faced. Not that, like, the adversity. Well, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, it's, it's one of those <laughs> Tell things. Tell us the story. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good year there. Um, and uh, hopefully just building on – and Scott Fishbowl, too. I won my division in that. Not that that pays out anything, but that's certainly bragging rights there, which I appreciated. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah, I know you don't care. <laughs> which that was on um i i uh went through rob and i went through the um the i got five on it board um for the 2018 season the fishbowl is about that was that was on there i can't win i didn't win that one didn't no you did one. not and i you know things could still happen we'll see what what uh what happens the rest of the way uh as far as uh the bets go right. but i will say that one person and i'm not going to say who it is you can go on hsfforward.com if you really want to find out <laughs> one person has a Slight to significant advantage the rest of the way. <laughs> Great. Well, and and uh, so we'll see how that plays out. But pretty much nearly all the bets have been decided. We'll see if we do any Super Bowl stuff or what have you. Yeah, we've still got 18 minutes left in this show. Let's talk. Thanks to football guys Rotopass and Rob for tonight's rundown. The Press Gazette in Green Bay reporting today that the Packers actually could release Jimmy Graham this offseason. If you remember last year, he signed a three-year, $30 million deal, and he was not good this past year. Two touchdowns, even though he played in all 16 games. It would be a savings of $5.3 million. Dave, if you listen to the show with Leo and Balky, this is something I've been talking about for the last few months. By the way, that's the most highly rated show on the score. Yeah, no, that's and I will brag about that. The highest for for our time slot, it is the highest ratings that station has seen, and and they've been around, I think now, gosh, twenty five years, thirty years, something like that. It's the highest they've ever seen in, in well, that time slot. Hopefully, they're keeping hashtag radio jokes score. Yeah, uh, they. Uh, <laughs> 
listen, the radio jokes, I think, are the only thing separating us from national syndication that, that are being said by my co-host on that show, which is really unfortunate. Um, You're being anchored down by two co-hosts. Now. Yeah, that's that, not the case at all. Jimmy Graham is a guy that I do not, I, I have not, I would say like from November on, I kind of realized he's not going to be part of the 2019 plans. I fully anticipate him being released, Dave. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. He, um, I think that, and this is such I a was good, hopeful for a season. I, I know you have not done a whole lot of research for the rookies yet this year, but this is a good tight end draft, um, a deep tight end draft. I think that the Packers would be doing very well if they grabbed a tight end with either their first, uh, either their first round picks or on day two and round two or three, because you can get a really guy, a really good guy that I think can be a good contributor in Matt Lafleur's offense led by Aaron Rodgers in 2019. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's a, something they definitely need to address. And with Lafleur's offense, it seems to me like they like to use the tight end. And unlike you know, unlike all the firepacker offenses, you know, I really thought that Graham would have a shot. I thought he was still. I didn't think he was like, I don't know, gone or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I thought he would have a shot to break the trend of Packers tight ends not doing anything yeah. in the past offense, and they didn't. He he was the most talented since Jermichael Finley. Yeah, he was. And uh, so now, but now it's, it's all brand new, and it seems to me like. Pepe Le Fleur might throw, keep throwing those tight ends. A lot of people that, that I've talked to, local fans here, think that, uh, you know, since Jared Cook's going to be a free agent, why not bring Jared Cook back since he had that successful second half? But he's going to get paid. I mean, somebody's going to give him money. Jared Cook, to me, almost in, like, the real world of, of uh, NFL players, right. is almost like drafting a guy who did too well the prior season after having a number of years of doing nothing. And I guess it, it can apply the same thing in, in fantasy, too. Cook has been a perpetual bust his whole career. Then he has one huge season. Now he's going to get paid. Right. What is, what is he? Was it a fifth or sixth year breakout? Well, I'm just, but, but, some, but somebody will. You know, yeah, somebody will. Hopefully it's like, you know, maybe not the Redskins, but whatever, but some other team that needs that. That I don't, doesn't seem like the Packers front office makes that many stupid decisions. Jacksonville Jaguars just declined Austin Sperian Jenkins option. Yeah, the Jaguars. That, that seems like a Absolutely. logical signing by the Jaguars. I mean, that doesn't mean Cook's going to have a bad year. Maybe he is a late-stage breakout, kind of like Ebron. Right. And, uh, well, he's way older, though. I mean, Cook's in his 30s, isn't he? I would, if I had to guess, I would say 29. I really don't have any idea. Yeah, I, I thought he's been around for, for quite a while because he's been disappointing people for, for so long. Are you looking it up right now, or should I? I am. He's 31. 31. Okay, so there you go. Um, all right, moving on. So what is this, his you know, 10th year breakout? Right, year breakout? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jared Cook, not knowing where he's going, he's going at the 702 in fantasy drafts right now uh, with the FFPC. Jimmy Graham falling. Oh, all the way to the 907. Wow. Where's Gronk going? Uh, 6-7? Gronkowski is the 709. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? The 709 for Gronk. But can I just tell you a few of the players that are going ahead of Jimmy Graham? You can tell me whatever the hell you want. This is your show. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to tell you one player. The, the, you know the tight end is going right before Jimmy Graham in drafts? One Chris Herndon from the New York Jets. Ah, I love Herndon. Yeah. Herndon, I love. He's, he's coming on. Yeah, he's he's going to be exciting. Okay, Rose, that wrote of his article about the tight end. Phenom score, or whatever. No, no, that's receivers. I, I think it's Phenom scores only receivers. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think Anthony Amico is the guy who does yeah. has this model, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, guys. Whatever. Um, but they have a tight end model on Rotoviz. It's a uh, premium pricing or whatever. Right. And. Uh, it measures like three or four different four metrics, like bench press and like three other things. I forgot what they all are. Right. But uh, Herndon fit that model actually. As, so I was actually on Herndon. I grabbed him a few dynasty leagues. I hopefully I tallied him enough in in our shows that said that we should pick him up. But, um, 
Well, here's here's what I remember in the in the draft season, the 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 rookie draft season. I remember a lot of throwaway comments from you when we would tidy up a segment. I just throw away a lot. Yeah, and, and then you would just be like, "Oh, and by the way, another guy that I really like actually that you should watch out for is this Chris Herndon guy." Like I remember a lot of that. Yeah, I well, never that, remember that's, you. That's, that's good enough. If you're just right, yeah. Throwaway rookie. Put, put it put it in right. the back of your mind or whatever, and, and remember that going forward for sure. Uh, Tara Owens uh, confirmed that Antonio He's Brown. What? Terrell Owens is coming back? No. He uh, confirmed, though, that Antonio Brown does indeed want to move on out of Pittsburgh. This is according to a report from Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports. Apparently, he's been a mentor to Antonio Brown, and he spoke with Antonio Brown throughout this past season. Said Owens, he wants to move on. He also said that the relationship between he and Ben Roethlisberger is a, a, a a sore situation, a sore subject, excuse me, uh, for uh, Antonio Brown, part of the reason why he wants to move on. Furthermore, uh, Terrell Owens, I think Ben owes him a lot more respect than he has given him. Uh, this is uh, interesting <laughs> funny, because actually. you have to consider the source here. Now, uh, He's peppering with 180 targets a year for how long? Now? Owens played the first eight years of his NFL career in San Francisco, and apparently Antonio Brown has been asking a lot about San Francisco to Terrell Owens. Now, what's interesting here, Dave, is Antonio Brown put out an Instagram. Did you see the Instagram that he put out? Was a quote um, from Jerry Rice saying, no, I'm part of Facebook and I'm off Facebook, so I just won't do that. Uh, Jerry Rice said, when you have a player like him, you need to go out and get him, referring to the Niners grabbing Antonio Brown. And then the picture that was behind the quote was Antonio Brown hugging Jerry Rice, Brown wearing a 49ers uniform. <laughs> so very, very interesting stuff here. Now, it's, it's, it's honestly it's stupid, but go ahead. If the Steelers were to trade Antonio Brown, um, he would be a dead money cap hit of 21 some million dollars. However, getting his contract off the books would be 22 million. So they'd actually be saving like a million plus dollars if they were to do that. Which is almost nothing. It's almost nothing, and you're not going to replace Antonio Brown for a million plus dollars. So let's let's sort of revisit this. I know we're going to continue to revisit this throughout the off season here. Um, it goes without saying that um, I have already been on record saying I think that the Steelers find a way to work this out. I do believe he still will be a Steeler week one, although I'm less confident of it uh, than I was a week ago. Um, but let's say he moves on. Okay. By the way, I think you're completely wrong. I think he is not a Steeler. Really? L- let me ask you this. He's bur- Dude, he's burning, oh, hold on. he's burning more bridges than anybody. Uh, well, Art Rooney kind of came out and said um, – uh, uh, or not Art Rooney, Dan Rooney came out and said that I, I can't. Like, I'm a ghost. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Go ahead. You're just um, so then uh, Dan Rooney came out and said, like, I, I don't see a way that this is going to work out in the future. But then a few days later, he's like, well, you know, we'd welcome him back. We love Antonio Brown and uh, blah, blah, blah. Jeremy Fowler, by the way, if you haven't read the Jeremy Fowler article on ESPN.com with, with sort of the inside information, he interviewed a lot of people on the team, um, some anonymous sources, some guys willing to go on the record to talk about um, what it was like being an Antonio Brown teammate over the course of his career. A lot of eye-opening stuff there. Uh, really, this is with Jeremy Fowler? Yeah, Jeremy Fowler on ESPN. Uh, it, by, it, they did a good job of keeping that under wraps for so long. Yeah. By, like we said, though, when uh, – once they announced Schuster as the team MVP, that was kind of like. Well, he had won. After, he had won like, it the previous four years. Brown did. Yeah, so I mean that's kind of like that's a, that was a big FU, I think. Right. Brown, I really do. Um, percentage chance, in your opinion, that he is a Steeler Week One? 
You know what's funny? I don't. I don't. Ten percent. I don't re-listen to our show, so I have no idea what I said I know. before. Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Um, you think he's a Niner? No, I think. That, I no, think if I the don't. Steelers trade him, they're going to trade him to an NFC team that has. I think the Steelers will trade him to whoever the hell makes him the best offer, which okay. is why it's so stupid to, for him to be posturing on you, know, wearing all this stuff, and it's like. It, that actually lessens his value to other teams where yeah. they're like, well, he wants to be an Irish one to play for our, for our team. It's just, it's, it's just not, Let it's, me not ask you this, it's not good business. It's like, if you have a bit, if you're trying to sell your business or whatever to 30 other potential, there's only 31 other potential people yeah. out there. Yeah. Why do you, you know, show your junk to one yeah. and leave the other 30 like hanging in the wind? It's, it's stupid. Okay. Can I ask you something? Yeah, go ahead. Let's say there's four teams that make serious offers. Um, for Antonio Brown. All right. Now let's say there's three teams. I'm assuming he has a no. Tra- he doesn't have a no trade clause. Does that really happen in the NFL? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it does. Whatever. All right. So let's say the New York Jets are offering a 2019 second round pick. Okay. <laughs> That's not enough, but okay. Okay. Well, I'm just for. I mean. Right. Just Go for ahead. the sake of argument. The um, Arizona Cardinals are offering a 2019 second round pick. Okay. Yep, yep. And the only other team that you're getting a serious offer from is for a first-round pick, but it is the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you make the deal with? The, I don't understand the Ravens. You would make him. You would trade him to the Ravens, a team that you have to play twice a year because it is the best offer. And you're. you're yeah, right. uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For if, if if a GM doesn't do that, and I, you know what? I, bet well, that, I mean, I, I, bet, I, I bet that that has happened. Right. I, I bring that up because that's the dumbest thing to not make. I, I bring that up because uh, of a couple of th- couple of reasons. One, the Arizona Cardinals have the first pick of the second round, okay, um, and the Jets will also be picking high in the second that's round. Kind of the, that's kind of the wheelhouse, right? Um, I also believe, as a general manager, you should make that deal. Right. I also understand that you have to answer to an owner that may not like that deal. Right. And it will be easier for you to lose your job if this if if the owner is watching Antonio Brown light him up for 10 catches and three touchdowns and 180 yards. Right. You may have made the smart decision, but it's a decision that ultimately could cost you your job if that happens. In, in truth, though, the, the teams at the top of the second are not going to make those deals for a guy like Antonio Brown. The teams at the bottom of the first are the ones who should be making those overtures right. that need receivers because they're the ones that are on the cusp of winning the Super Bowl. Green Bay, Green, Green Bay Packers have an extra first-round pick. That, you know, to be honest with you, that wouldn't be a bad deal for the Packers. Antonio Brown with Devontae Adams, I mean, holy crap. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Totally unexpected, but it would make a ton of sense, actually. It's like, oh, they have these kind of semi, all these third, and, like, third fourth, fifth-round junkie picks, like Equinemius, St. Brown. And Marcus Valdez-Gantling, Jamon Moore, Jake Kummer. Frankly, they're all garbage compared to Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, they I mean, well, I mean... Ninety percent of the NFL is is garbage. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, and I mean, like, my God, that'd be great for yeah. Rodgers. Yep. So that's that's not a terrible idea. That was a 29th pick or whatever with the thirtieth. Thirtieth pick. Ole Miss wide receiver DK Metcalf uh, was uh, was medically cleared for football activity today uh, after he underwent neck surgery three months ago. Dave, he is one of the top receivers in this year's draft class. And he will uh, be uh, getting ready to um, go to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. He's training in Phoenix right now. Obviously, the medicals will be very important for uh, DK Metcalf. I know you don't know a ton about him. I do know that he is um, not a large receiver. I, I think he's more of a slot guy. Um, but 
they're seeing slot guys being um, more and more valuable in the NFL. And Metcalf uh, could be the type of player that if you get him in uh, on day two, uh, could be a difference maker. Your thoughts on him? Well, he's 6'4", 225. All right. Not the guy I was thinking of then. <laughs> Not the guy also, I was thinking also of. Also black. <laughs> yeah, that I'm I just jo- I'm just yeah, joking okay. around right. about slot receivers being white. I was watching, actually, I was, earlier, I was watching the uh, Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. Super Bowl, sure. And they were, uh, it was Edelman and Amadillo were on the same team, of course, and Amadillo had a catch, and the announcer was like, oh, and Edelman was a catch. Oh, that's Amadillo. Those, uh, those small slot guys uh, look similar. I'm like, yeah, they're white guys. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, Metcalf's a big dude. Uh, he's had injury issues, but, I mean, that size... You know, 6'4", 225, the old Miss success. With played, played opposite A.J. Brown. Oh, yeah, um, Quan Treadwell sucks. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, this past season, 26 grabs for 569 yards and five touchdowns. His breakout was really his, his uh, sophomore season when he had 39 catches for 646 and seven touchdowns. Um, it's tough on a team that doesn't pass very much. Yeah, and, 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 you know, you're looking at a guy, and that, by the way, that was his redshirt freshman season, excuse me, not his sophomore season. He's coming off his redshirt sophomore season. Um, He's 21 right now. 18.3 yards per catch uh, for his career at Ole Miss. I mean, that's that's certainly good. Uh, I'm a little uh, little skittish about, you know, a neck injury. That's Stuff you don't really want to deal with. It sort of depends upon his value, and we'll see, how, you know, when it, you know, where he goes in the NFL draft, and then where he's going in rookie drafts. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is a deep receiving class, and where he's going, you may you may be better off um, taking a shot with a healthy guy with a similar talent. I don't really, I don't want to have a take quite yet because I just don't know. I don't know where he's gonna get drafted. I don't know. I don't really know. It's early. Like. It's it early. early. Yeah. And how is next gonna heal? I mean, I. I, I think that as far as the injuries go, I will probably rely on the NFL's scouting people, right. which means all 32 teams combined determine where he gets drafted. And if he gets drafted really early, well, you have to look at him. If not, well, then there you go. Right. Uh, Jeff Zrebic on Twitter reports that Coach John Harbaugh said he expects Lamar Jackson to throw a lot in the offseason. Now, there was a lot of concerns about his ability to pass, be an effective passer in the NFL and it was and they not, didn't, didn't get answered. It was not great. Oh, they got answered, just not in the way that you'd, you'd yeah, want right. it to be. Not affirmatively. I, I love this 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 uh, <laughs> this prose from Roto World on this. This is nice. Lamar Jackson made the difficult throws look impossible, <laughs> and the easy ones a chore to complete. That's so great. Uh, they obviously were a run dominant team after Lamar Jackson took over for uh, Joe Flacco, and we saw the shortcomings. When uh, they fell behind to the Chargers in that uh, playoff game, it was lights out and curtains for the Ravens. They had no shot of catching up. My question to you, Dave, is you look at Lamar Jackson as far as um, uh, the 2019 season goes, I think his legs still make him a viable QBBC guy going at the 10-12 right now in FFPC drafts. That's normally my wheelhouse of where I like to draft one or two of my quarterbacks. Yeah, so I'm just trying to pull up some numbers here, Balky. So he really became the full-time starter in Week 11. So let's just take a look and see where he ranks. He ranked as QB 12, averaging 20.87 points a game last week or last year. Right. Uh, uh, between eight, he was really consistent, 18 to 26, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Because you'd expect a run-based QB to always provide consistent production. There's a lot of really good fantasy players that are into that. They're, I'm not as into it as they are, and like. I feel like into kinky stuff, but it's like right. I'm into this kinky thing of being consistent. Um, that's a very consistent score, I, I, and I think 12 is 12 as a quarterback is definitely his floor. 
He's going off his QB 15 in drafts right now, just behind Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz. Like Mad Magazine, cheap. Just, yes. Just ahead of Josh Allen, Mitchell Trubisky, and Dak Prescott. So uh, I, I'm, I'm still, as Farrell Elliott, uh, the KFFSC commissioner, likes to say, I'd like to be in business with this player at the end of the 10th round. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know what? It's, it's amazing, though, when you look at the differential in points scored. Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes, weeks 11 through 16 scored 32.88 fantasy points. It's insane. That outscored Lamar Jackson. You know he averaged 20.87. That's an, that's just the difference is is nuts. I mean that's 12.01 fantasy points from QB one to 12. That's bigger than the tight end. And the second best quarterback was Big Ben with 25.93. The number two QB. Yeah. Mahomes outscored by like seven. Distanced him. I mean it's nuts. Let me ask you this, Dave, because this is something that we were going to. Don't be, let the homes get too far down. So I'm taking. We were talking about um, we're, we'd be paying attention to the ADP. Where would you draft a guy like Patrick Mahomes right now? And then I'll tell you where he's going. <laughs> All right. Again, I'm, I, everyone likes to say they're a late QB guy. Uh, I would take him in the third. I would not take him in the second. Then you will not get him, on average, in FFPC drafts, as he is going at the 211 right now. But he can, he'll fall in some drafts, Paul. He'll fall in some drafts. No, and uh, um, by and large, you probably will not get him. He has gone as late as the 404. There you go. So, so he has slipped uh, in, in drafts, certainly. Um, but, yeah, I mean. This that, is best ball. You know, but honestly, best ball, this is, that's where you should take him early. Right. It's like, dude, you need, you know, if someone pops off for 50 points, you love those scores. Go ahead. Let's get to the emails. Rich in Centralia, Illinois. Dear Tom and Jimmy, what do you make of Kellen Moore being named the new OC in Dallas? Is that offense going to be popping off this year? Thanks, guys. Uh, I am very excited not only to thank Rich for his email, but I'm very excited when I saw Scott Linehan would not be returning. I was like, ah, yes, Amari Cooper, look out. Ezekiel Elliott, new, he's going to bust through that ceiling. Dak Prescott, you can unlock him as maybe a uh, top six quarterback this year. And then I look at who they replaced Scott Linham with is Kellen Moore, who's basically got a promotion date. I mean, he's been on the staff. He was under <laughs> Scott Linehan. I question uh, how much different that this offense is going to be going forward with Kellen Moore calling the shot. And by the way, Jason Garrett's still probably calling plays. Uh, you know, I don't, you're right. I agree with you in a lot of ways, but I don't think it's going to be totally different. I, I'm not, I, I hate Amari Cooper on the, on the Raiders and I don't mind him on the Cowboys. He's had some huge games. He doesn't, for some reason, he doesn't look as quick as uh, advertised, but he's had a really great career today. And so I think on the Cowboys, he's going to get right. He got right late, late last year. I like, I love that, that Prescott from weeks nine through 16 last year. He was QB eight. I get, where's he going right now? QB 17. I was just, I was just going to tell you, Mari Cooper is going at the three Oh nine is the 14th receiver off the board. That's what, pre- Prescott, you're asking me. Yeah. What do you think he's, he was, not, he was QB eight once Amari Cooper was on board. Uh, he is not going to QB eight. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he, is, 15, 16, right? he is. What did I say? Lamar Jackson was QB 15. Yeah. Jack Prescott's QB 18 going 18, the, at so, the 1102. So cheap. Everyone hates Prescott. I just, love Prescott. Just like Mad Magazine. So cheap. <laughs> so cheap, baby. <laughs> Charlie in New Knoxville, Ohio. I'm sorry. Charlie in New Knoxville, Ohio. What's good, fellas? Since it's been so long since you guys talked about him, could you play a Would You Rather with Jimmy Garoppolo? So let's play a Would You Rather here, Dave. Redraft or dive? Redraft. All right. Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Oh, come on. Come on. Let's start off a little bit lower. Garoppolo plus five QBs. <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr sucks. 
Jimmy Garoppolo or no redraft. Jimmy okay. Garoppolo or Marcus Mariota. Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo or Matthew Stafford. Garoppolo. I, by the way, I, I have not disagreed with you yet. I'll Stafford, start. I feel is gun shy. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. And look at by the way, um, no Golden Tate now. I mean, it's Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. I guess will be coming back, but. Matt Patricia loves to run the ball. They got carry on Johnson. I'm worried about Matthew that's Stafford. Very good point. I, you know, plus I have to hear what Tupacker says about well, if this is the year for Kenny Galladay or not. <laughs> right, yeah. Because I knew it wasn't the second year because he just refuted it every week. Right. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Cam Newton? Uh, you know, right now I'm going to take Garoppolo. They're both coming off injuries. Yeah, I, but it, Cam just got the surgery. It's kind of close. I, I would say Newton there. Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady? <laughs> Man, Brady's so old. I'll take Brady. I like Brady. I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak Prescott? Prescott. I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitchell Trubisky? I'm not as high on Trubisky as others. I'll take Garoppolo. I'm actually going to say Trubisky just for year two in that naggy offense with those playmakers. I'm still, I don't, I just don't think uh, Garoppolo has the weapons that Trubisky does. Uh, here's an interesting one. Jimmy Garoppolo or Josh Allen? Man, that that is interesting. I will take Garoppolo. Oh, I hate that Allen is scary. Just flat out crushed it at the second half of the season. He averaged twenty five point seven eight points. We serve. You know what? I'll take Allen. Give me, who gives a shit? I'll yeah, take Allen. I, I'm I'm fine with being left behind on the Josh Allen train. I'm going to take Garoppolo. I'll take Allen. Let's have some fun. Jimmy Garoppolo or Lamar Jackson? Um, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I like uh, Lamar Jackson. I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson uh, Cancer Wentz? I'll take Garoppolo over Wentz. <laughs> Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a Wentz guy. I think I'd, I think I'd go Wentz there. Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk? I don't like that red you know, look, Keep his red beard pirate red. stick somewhere else. Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Garoppolo. I don't like Cousins. Or as John Hansen calls him. Kirk K. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Jeff, that's the first John Hansen invitation. Yeah. That's, yep. There you go. He's the guru. He is. All right. J- Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins? Who did you say? The other guy. I said Garoppolo. You said Garoppolo? Yeah. Eh, I'm going to go with Cousins there. All right. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Phillip Rivers? I'm taking Garoppolo. Rivers' points per game sucks. 21.09. I'm actually going to go with Rivers there over Garoppolo. Five on it. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. So, Rivers v. Garoppolo. Total points. Yeah. Um, for the 2019 season, yeah. I have five on Philip Rivers. I have five on Jimmy G. All right. And uh, Lunas, what about you? I got five on it. So, by the way, if Rivers retires from, you know, arthritis or whatever old man's disease. We'll get to that in a second. He's not going to retire. I know, I, I know he's time to do it. Last one. Oh, no, two more. Jimmy Garoppolo or Ben Roethlisberger? Ben. Agree. And Jimmy Garoppolo or Jameis Winston, who is going at the 903 in FFPC drafts right now? You know, I'm taking I'm, – I'm, I'm reversing myself. Who's, who's the new OC in Tampa? Uh, well, I can tell you Bruce Arians is the new head coach. Oh, yeah, new head coach. Right. I'm reversing myself. With Arians there, I'm flying with Seamus Jameis. I'm yeah. going to take Jameis. Yeah, I'm with you on I that I might be on Jameis going forward now. Uh, and then the guys above, I just disagree. Love Arian. Tell me if you'd rather have Garoppolo than any of these guys. Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. Would you rather have Garoppolo than any of those guys? I'd rather have all those guys yeah, besides no, I would not, yeah. other than Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct, okay. yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, so there you go, Charlie. We did it. Uh, 
Ken in Houston, are you guys letting out a sigh of relief over Cam Newton getting his shoulder scoped, or is there cause for concern about drafting him again next year? That is Ken in Houston. Dave, I'll let you go first. I'm, I'm glad they did it. Instead of farting around like, oh, my shoulder might be effed up, let's just uh, you know shimmy it back and forth a bunch of times like Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack after hitting him with a golf ball. Yeah. I, you know, oh, my arm. I broke my arm. <laughs> yeah, Spalding will play out around. <laughs> I think it's up to us to take care of the replacement jokes. Uh, anyway, so I, I believe that's a compound <laughs> fracture. <laughs> Doctor, anyway, I'll. Uh, I, I like that Ken got the surgery. I actually feel pretty decent about it because it's so far away from the season. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Unlike, unlike Andrew, you know, Luck. I'll give Luck credit. I was watching him in the dodgeball. Yeah, that shoulder looked just fine. Yeah. So you know that rehab was good. I think the stem cell stuff. Good job over there in Europe, whatever fancy stuff. Pra- practicing, pulling out his sidearm, uh, you know, <laughs> in battle. Uh, Captain, Ca- Captain Andrew Luck, yeah, yeah certainly. His musket. His musket, whatever. Um, this is why I say you should be drafting early. You're drafting right now. If Cam Newton is coming off the shoulder surgery, okay, you're not going to be able to get him in the 11th round, at the end of the 11th round where he's going right now. Love, Love, that. Love that value. <laughs> Love that value. That's a good deal. For Cam Newton right now. Uh, dear Dave and Balky, this will be the last email of the night. Just saw the news this afternoon that Philip Rivers doesn't plan on. Oh, hold on. Before I get to that, uh, I do want to say this. No, no, no. Um, I think I brought this up on the show before. You know Nando Tofino. You've yeah. met him yeah, Nando, from uh, great, from yeah. Fantasy Sports Network. Good voice. CBS. Good voice. Oh yeah, uh, Nando's got a great voice. He, uh, <laughs> Very deep. Fantastic for radio. He's, yeah. he's really he's really knowledgeable. He's cut the Italian Italian. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> he always said when I used to listen to him for his fantasy baseball uh, analysis. He's yeah. got three vowels. Well, yeah. He's not just yeah. one vowel. He's, he's, uh, he's ultra Italian. <laughs> he's uber Italian. Um, he said when he was talking about pitchers um, that it's not always the worst news in the world when these guys go under the knife. Uh, because a lot of the times the pitchers that put off the, the shoulder surgery, or especially shoulder surgery, because that's usually like, oh, well, let's rehab it, let's rehab it. Right. And they rehab it for you know months, and then it doesn't work, and you end up having the surgery anyway. Yeah, it's just weak. At, at least with Cam Newton, you're getting it out of the way. Now, now it is his second surgery on, on this shoulder. Right shoulder. Right, shoulder. yeah, his throwing shoulder. So, I mean, there is a little bit of concern with that, but I just I, I feel like the, the talent and the upside outweigh the risk at the end of the 11th round. I said my piece on that. Nick, Nick in Albany. Dear David Balky, just saw the news this afternoon that Philip Rivers doesn't plan on retiring anytime soon. Are you bumping up the dino values of Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Melvin Gordon, and Mike Williams as a result? Can't wait for that Pro Bowl. That is Nick in Albany. Well, yeah, Nick, Nick's excited for the Pro Bowl. Good for him. <laughs> um, does that do anything for you, knowing that Philip, Philip Rivers wants to play another few seasons yet? Uh, for the Chargers, uh, I don't know if the dynasty values can get much higher for Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen than they already are. Uh, Hunter Henry, I still think, despite the injury, I think his value, especially in FFPC dynasty, is still pretty high. Uh, Mike Williams, I think um, you and I have never been Mike Williams guys, but I think whoever owns him right now, um, you're probably not going to get him at a discount. So I don't know how much higher the dynasty values I'd be bumping up these guys than what they're already currently at. Well, you know, I, I agree to some extent, but I, I think you feel – I personally would feel more comfortable about it. I think people don't consider the quarterback position enough when evaluating dynasty players. Uh, by the way, there are three Hunter Henry uh, – Teams out there that – dynasty right. orphans, yeah. Any of them – can you give me a percentage discounts? Uh, yeah. Uh, tw- there's a 12.50-15 team that's yeah. now 6.50. So, so you're basically getting half, half off that one. Tariq Cohen – uh, so the running backs aren't the, right, Here's the great. litany. You gonna give the litany? <laughs> uh, Callaway, 
Demetrius Thomas, as I like to call him. Demarius, yes. Sorry. Um, then his tight ends are actually pretty great. Cameron Brake, Everett, Henry, so whatever. Yeah, uh, good, one, yeah. 109, so it's got the 109. Pick. I mean, there's other teams that are in pretty good shape, too. And uh, I won't tell you what they put, you know, 1000 bucks from 1250 Right, yeah. So, no, yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, so, but uh, with the rest of the guys, Allen, Gordon, Mike Williams. Listen to this team real quick. Okay. Sorry. All right. Tell me. Uh, by the way, this show brought to you by myffpc.com. Well, David, go ahead. Nick Chubb, uh, Duke Johnson, uh, FLR, not the best running back, but he's got Chubb, Beckham, Landry, Fuller, DJ Moore, Foster, QT, and the 110, the 111, Henry, Uzuma, Gronk for 1250. That's not fair. I mean, that's a good and, team. Is it discounted? No, 1250. 1250. It's a good team. And that's three first round picks, huh? Or two? Two. Two. And two okay. or four. But I mean, the receivers are killer. Anyway. Yeah, the receivers are killer. The tight ends are solid. You can easily flip Gronk for a decent running back if you want. Yeah, and Uzuma. Anyway. And Delaney Walker. Actually, You could flip, honestly, you could flip one of those receivers. You could flip one of those receivers and one of those tight ends, I would say, fairly easily to get a decent running back that you could plug in there with Chubb. Exactly. So. Sorry. Sorry to waste your time. Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, and uh, Mike Williams, you bumping any of these guys up knowing that Philip Rivers plans on being there the next few seasons? I'm holding him well steady. You know, I've never okay. drafted Melvin Gordon too often because he gets hurt a lot of times, but he, he averaged a lot of points per game last year. I actually traded for him in a dynasty league prior to last season. I turned Jarvis Landry, Jordan Reed, and Pierre Garçon into Melvin Gordon. Nice. I'm still oh, pretty happy about fantastic. that. Really fantastic. good. Uh, by the way, you said on this show you would rather have the other side after I made that deal. Well, you know what? I made a mistake. It happens to the best of us. Unlike some, I'll admit it. Would anyway. you Would you ever trade for Mike Williams? You don't own him anywhere, do you? I do not. I mean, if it was cheap enough, I would. But he's not going cheap any, anywhere. I, I can't for a 2019 second, I would do it. I don't think I would go higher. Okay, fair enough. Maybe. Maybe, baby, I'll be there. And uh, that's the end of the show. Well, it's a terrible ending. <laughs> thanks to uh, thanks to Marty. It's such a good show, and then we had a terrible ending like that. Thanks to Marty Kaufman, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, uh, Rob Bryson, of course, uh, each and every one of you for listening to the show. Really appreciate it. Coming up next week, 2018 Football Guys Players Championship, third place finisher, uh, finisher and uh, $15,000 winner. It's Mike Pareka is going to make his debut on the show next week. Very excited to have Mike. He will be on at 10, 9 Central this coming Friday for Super Bowl weekend. Check out those Dynasty Orphans at myffpc.com. Of course, you can always talk to Dave. He'll give you the litany of each and every roster and uh, tell you why you should be buying it at a discount. Thanks for listening, everybody. Your Pro Bowl weekend officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by myffpc.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. Big dog stay on the court. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Where you get that from? Do you honestly remember the last time you watched the Pro Bowl? Like, front to back? Start to finish. I don't know what year it was, but I went out one time to a bar with Leroy, and he's like, "Oh, you want to go out for the Pro Bowl?" I'm like, "Sure." But I mean, it was fun because it was, you know, it was one of those. It's like watching Battle of the Network Stars over. Oh yeah, that is actually a good, good analogy. You're no one's playing defense. Yeah. Was, you know, goofing around. Scott Taylor's there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good time. Gabe Kapler in the in, yeah. in uh, <laughs> coverage on that. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. good stuff.
Oh, my God. Farrah Fawcett with their fourth rushing touchdown of the day. Just insane stuff out here, ladies and gentlemen. You love those tops over there. I think the Me Too movement hasn't started yet. And they just dumped the Gatorade bucket on head coach Charles Nelson Riley. Gotta love it. Only here at the Pro Bowl. That's funny.